I can hear you, Chuck. This is the beginning of the episode. It's where it starts. There's no fucking music. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Nothing. What's going on? We're just going to wait while Chad gets this audio figured out. It's been three weeks. I guess uh, we're a bit rusty. I can can hear Chad. Chad just can't hear me. Yeah, I can hear you now. My kid must have been playing with the volume on the side of the headset. Mm. Yeah. You had a fucking fancy microphone like me. You wouldn't have these problems. You're right. But I would also have probably yogurt spilled in it and... That's true. There would be goldfish in it. Your lack of willingness to make an investment in this podcast. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'm burning the candle at both ends as it is. Yeah. I'm really fucking busy. Yeah. <clears throat> Ridiculously busy. It's fucking me, though. If you're not busy now, you're pretty much screwed. That's true. If, so you, don't, done- if you don't need an extra truck in May, then you might as well shut your fucking business down. I thought about buying an extra truck this week. Exactly, because it's May. But don't buy it, because in August you'll look at it and be like, why the (laughs) fuck did I buy that truck? You'll be like, oh, it was May, and I need an extra truck. So what do you do in the meantime? Just make do? Just suffer? Just suffer. That's what we're supposed to do. We're laying some There's been some suffering. I don't even have a fucking voice. My microphone's not fucked up. I just don't have a voice from allergies. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's not from yelling at the guys. It's from allergies. <laughs> I can't yell at them because of fucking allergies. I'm fucked. Yeah. yeah. When is it that we see the pollen start to fly? Is that June? When everything's coated oh, in the dust, a dusting? In Toronto, it's flying now, but really? You're middle of the middle of nowhere. So there's that. Yeah. yeah, but there's probably more pollen here. I'd assume because there's more nature. Yeah, but it would come out later because it's colder. Right? Uh, slightly, slightly colder. Well, yeah. it took longer for the snow to melt. I'm just basing it on that. True. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I honestly don't know jack shit about Cornwall until I started doing this podcast. So <laughs> I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> I and think I guys... knew it existed, but I think I just was in denial of it. Yeah. You're not missing much out here. <laughs> so we, we did do a poll on that music, that intro music, and our audience uh, voted against having intro music. Well, they know what they know. We've got a quality product right here. They yeah. want super informative. We've already dropped some value. If you think you need a new truck in May, don't buy it. If you still need a new truck in August, buy it then. That's a life lesson for landscapers. Yeah. If you still need the equipment in August, that means you're busy enough to buy the fucking equipment. If you think you're busy in May, everyone's busy in May. I've completely <laughs> fucked up my whole business and I'm still busy in May. <laughs> what when did the about face happen? Like last we spoke, you had nothing on the horizon. Oh, I just have a lot of stuff I scheduled on top of each other because I thought I had nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, isn't that always how it goes? <clears throat> no, we've been phones been ringing, we've been doing stuff. We started a commercial project. At the art gallery. Nice. I go. No, I would not work there. Although I did take a, I did get a, I think, well, I don't have a PO yet, but I get a really crappy job on Queen Street. So obviously, I still don't know how to price things high enough to not get them. (laughs) I tried, though. I tried really hard. 
I cannot for the life of me lose a project this year. Like in the last week, we closed probably half a million in work. And I don't know how we're going to get it done, but we got it. So Nice. What do you do? Do you ever back out after winning a job? I haven't yet, and I don't think I will. But Like a commercial job? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think we ever backed out of anything. So I have a little story. <clears throat> if you bad guys have for, a second. Bad. I have nothing but time. <laughs> I'm literally here to listen to your stories. And I have no voice. So you gotta you gotta hold this shit down, bro. You and Mike. Um, so we won this job last week. Uh it's for maybe a thousand square feet of um pavers at a new school or a school upgrade or something like that. Um it's Lexa Slab which they no longer, or Alexa paver, which they no longer make. And it's still being specified by architects. So we're going to have to find a substitute for that. But besides the fact is I put in a filler price for topsoil and sod reinstatement because the GC had asked for a topsoil and sod reinstatement price. But there was no landscape drawing to show what areas were being destroyed or which areas were being ripped up or which areas need to be reinstated. So I just put a line item that said a unit rate, X amount of dollars per meter to reinstate. And whenever they called me to discuss me getting the job, they had already won the job. They said, wow, you're going to do all the sod reinstatement for X number of dollars. And the figure was low. It was like, $25 $25 to yeah. do all of the sod reinstatement on the job. And it like I told the guy, I'm like, no, I put in a plug based on X number of square meters, and you had to give me the total number of meters. He's like, oh, we used $25 for all of the sod reinstatement on the job. You'd have to be a fucking moron. Yeah, and I said, does that sound right to you? He goes, well, maybe we missed it. And I said, yeah, you missed it. And they said, oh, well, that really worries me. So now, well, I mean, it's not my fault, but someone's going to have to deal with that screw up or eat it. But that's, uh, I guess that's something that you miss whenever you're, a commercial estimator, but you, well, I mean, the only reason you get a job in commercial landscaping or commercial work is because it's just a big debate on who missed the most. Yeah, no, it's the only true. way to get a job. Absolutely, and true. anyone who gets every anyone who catches everything will never get any fucking work at all. <laughs> that's commercial contracting. Absolutely, that's uh, <clears throat> we're on. A, we started a job today, and there's like a bunch of tree protection fencing and. The spec is like, I don't know, some stupid thing where they're killing a lot of trees to protect these trees. It's mm. two by fours and bullshit and galvanize this. Galvanize? No, no are yeah. They, are they butternuts? They must be trying to protect the butternuts. No, it's stupid Manitoba maples and garbage. Oh, my goodness. Terrible trees. Yeah. But we start the job and they're like, here's these, you know, we're not, we're supplying. I gave a labor price. We're not supplying any materials. And uh, 
like, here's the snow fence and T-bars. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> like, whatever. I just, like, I don't care, but I'm like, this is not what's back. They're like, this is what we're doing. I'm like, what we're doing. Yeah. it's a lot fucking easier for me. So, and I'm not taking any heat for it. I don't really give a shit, but it's yeah. the same as like, whatever you, you got to bid stuff you're not going to do, I guess. That's how you get jobs. Yeah. yeah. We've bid before with the anticipation of changing the wall, regardless of whatever wall they spec, we were going to change it. And you just cross your fingers and hope that's okay. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it works. But we also, um, the GC was supposed to put a, a uh, straw blanket down, like an erosion control, but they neglected the fact that we are planting hundreds and hundreds of tiny trees on the same slope that they're putting the erosion mat on after the trees are in. So we had a giant meeting with the architect and well, that's going to have to get changed. And now we're, we're getting an extra for spring attack a fire with our hydro seed to hold the slope instead of the straw matting and everything. So it's all a mm-hmm. dancing match. Like it's. Well, it's just everyone finding everyone else's mistakes. Yeah. And then trying to deal with them after the fact. I was at a site meeting. People are like, why is construction so expensive? And there's a lot of reasons. Fuel is expensive. Machines are expensive. Trucks are expensive. But I was at a site meeting for this like fairly small commercial job. There was 15 people at the meeting. I'm like, why the fuck are 15 people here? Because whatever the cost of these 15 people are is now absorbed into the job. And as far as I could tell, the only person at that meeting that might actually do work was me. (laughs) And that's questionable at best that I might do work. It was the stupidest two and a half hour meeting I've ever been to. And I was like, this is why construction is so expensive. There's 14 people here who have no fucking clue what's going on telling the one person who does know what's going on how to do it yeah we've reached a point where there's there's 15 people managing the project and i have three guys there doing the work but that's where we are in society that you you need 15 people to manage the project and there's only three people working who are self-sufficient and can manage themselves. If you give them a set of drawings with grades on it and layout, and it gets so yeah. fucked up that 15 people are managing these three people. You're yeah. on an email chain with like 14 people over there's, so there's like, we're demoing the asphalt and the only part of the asphalt that really should go is the part we're going to cross about 5,000 times to do this job. It's like a thin little path. It's the only part in the drawing they said, we need to keep this asphalt and protect it. I'm like, this is 50 square feet of asphalt that's going to fuck up the entire job and make it twice as long to do. They're like, but this asphalt's only two years old and the rest of it is 10 years old. I don't give a fuck. Rip it out. Take it out of my part. Rip it out. It yeah. cost me ten grand driving around this stupid fucking three hundred bucks worth of asphalt. 
I'll tear it out for free. I'll fucking pay, pay for the paving of it myself. It's idiotic to keep it. It's going to cost me 10,000 bucks driving around this stupid fucking patch of asphalt. They're like, oh, yeah, we should take it out. I'm like, what the fuck? People At least are- you laid down the law. At least you got your way. Sometimes those architects won't budge. Those engineers. Oh, I just would have drove over it with the fucking 595 and ripped it all to shreds on the first uh, trip. Said, oh, I forgot we were saving that. Uh, fucking motherfucker. Someone, someone wasn't listening. Yeah. <clears throat> there's, there's a parking spot kind of indented. And they're like, we need to put a mud mat. I'm like, for mud what? Mat. The fuck do we need? And I'm like, well, whatever. So it's... Hmm. 30-year-old asphalt cracked a fuck in a parking spot with a curb surrounded. I've now laid down geotextile, plywood, and I'm dumping 40 tons of, of two-inch clear on it to protect the asphalt. I'm like, this asphalt is valueless. It's, it's worth more, less than the plywood. There's fucking more money in plywood and geotextile <laughs> and aggregate in this fucking box than if we just risked fucking up the asphalt. Yeah. We had to put these crazy um silk catchers in the catch basins. Mm. That, that like you hook them with T bars and you put them in. Now there's like T bars in the middle of the parking lot. Like Ooh. who the fuck <laughs> developed this? This is like I don't know. It's such a weird <clears throat> it's one of those things where you're just like shaking your head the whole time and like whatever. Great idea. Yeah. Hey, yeah. it all pays the bills. All pays the bills. That's it. It all pays the bills. Which I'm not being, I haven't gotten a check yet this year. Mind you, it's only May, but I have not seen $1 come in and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars have gone out. But we're getting close, I think. You're getting close? Getting close to our, well, finishing our first big commercial job for the year. That big patio. We finished two residential jobs t- today, so that's good. Wow. Well, one of them yeah. we're not finished. It's a you know how every job has something that you look at and you're like, I don't really want any part of that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a phenomenon, right? Like absolutely. Every job you do residentially. So we did a lift and relay around this pool. We're doing a beautiful but they, you know, the guys built a beautiful patio in the corner for the fire pit and put in a beautiful tree and rocks. But around the pool, for some reason, someone did Brussels bullnose with three layers of Brussels behind it laid in a running bond with mortar joints, one inch or about half inch mortar joints in between all of them. But they did it like 15 years ago. So the mortar's all popping and cracking. And, yeah. So the we do every all the other work, and the guy's like, "Can you fix that?" And I'm, I'm just looking at it, going, oh, "I don't, uh, I want no part of uh, this. Like, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't know the guys." But anyway, so that's the only thing we have left because, well, the, the one guy has been doing a great job on it. He's been working his whole way around. First, he had to grind it all out, then wash it all. And then yeah. fucking start. Then he got uh, uh one of those mortar bags, and he's mortar bagging it and letting it harden and cleaning it. He's got to sponge it. And so he's it. piping it back in, like he's you're yeah. redoing the mortar. Yeah. Well, he took about half of the mortar joint out of the okay. pavers. Yeah. And so top. now he's piping in the top. Yeah. But in order to make it stick, he's got to grind it, clean it, yeah. 
blow it, vacuum it, like get all the dust off it, wash it down. Like it's like, and Good then he's got to pipe it all in, and he's got to. Oh, he's doing a great job. He's got to sponge it, but like the whole rest of the job is fucking done, and he's and not his fault. He's I, with that kind of thing. I worry more about do a good quality of work than how fast yeah. you do it fast. It's fucked. Yeah. So he's yeah. doing a great job, but he was there by himself all day today. <laughs> like, I guess he's still doing it. He'll be there. He'll be done tomorrow, but it's just that one part of every yeah. residential job that people look at and go, I don't want to do this, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm in, I have no yeah. out. Yeah. I have no out. No one else is going to do it. The whole Mortimer's is an incredibly nice guy. So it's, Hmm. Yeah, it's like you just look at stuff and you're like, I want no part of that. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Like one thing I do like about the commercial job we're on, I I'm doing it as a contract, so we're going over the contract and saying, Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And we get to this one, and it's like there's twelve nine foot deep by twenty inch round sono tubes. <laughs> I'm how good. foot? How deep? Nine, nine feet, nine feet deep, like twenty uh, inches around. I'm like, I'm good. Uh, I don't, I don't want any part of. The, I don't know why that needs to happen. They also, uh, you know, it's holding up some crazy structure, so they have to be ultra specific and all have these, you know, the four bolts to bolt on, and like yeah. nine of them with perfect bolts. With and I was like, I want no, yeah, part of this. And they're like, oh, cool, we'll get the other guy to do it. I'm like, fucking sick. Perfect. Perfect. I don't. Right. I. I'm. That's like triaxle load of soil coming out of the ground. Nine per, feet yeah. deep by twenty inches. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, what are you gonna how do? do you, like, how would you? Is that an auger job or is that a, like, a digging job? They're close together. Like, if you dig it, you might as well dig a trench, and then yeah, you'd be better to form and pour a whole beam to put it on. Yeah, like a footing, like a like, whole footing for it. Nine feet deep. Uh, the only thing I know that drills like that that big is like those bucket trucks. You know, they have the big thing for the the street lights. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder if you could daylight nine feet down. Probably not, eh? You I could vacuum it. Yeah, you could vacuum yeah. them. Sure. Hmm. I would take like a day per. <clears throat> I like to say that's a job for someone else. Whenever we don't want to do something. It was not a job for Paver King. It was not a job for Paver King. We, I had a meeting with the electrician on our commercial job last week. And he's like, oh, I'll just leave you my conduit and you can put it in while you're putting your interlock in. And I smiled and nodded. And that was the end of that until he came back the next week and his conduit wasn't in. It's like, oh, I forgot to drop off the T's or the, the elbows. He's like, you can just put that in. And I said, wait a second. We can put it in, but there's no money left for us to make on this job. And there is money for you to make because you bill by the hour. So you're going to do your own conduit. And they agreed to that. So we got ourselves out of that one. Nice. But that's, uh, I find it's hard to ask for more money when you're doing things that aren't your job anyway. Like, why wouldn't the electrician just do it? They can bill for that. They do bill for that. But me, there's no, my price is set. There's no room to go up based on putting in the electrician's conduit. 
Why, yeah, it's not my fucking problem. I mean, it's not my, no. They just figure because your base is there, you can put it in your base. Sure. But, you pay know. me for it. Yeah. They don't, no. No, that's not how they see things. Anyway. Well, the whole world's trying to have you fix their mistake for free. As the last man out, as a landscaper, I yeah. feel like we're taking advantage of a little bit for that. Always. The whole world wants you to fix their mistakes for free. Always, man. Yeah. It's okay. not because you're the last person. Last man out. Yeah. Can you put the fence back up? We didn't take the fence down, but you went through it. We didn't take it down. So you got to put it back up. Yeah. It was down and when then, I got here. <laughs> yeah, but it's right beside a gas line, and it, oh, it ended up being a whole nightmare. But yeah, but you're the last one that used the hole. You're the, yeah, you're the last one that used the hole. So that's your problem. Yeah. That's all the landscaper's problem. But, uh, I what did I have a problem with this week? Hmm. Never mind. Come back to me. I'm bad. I don't know. I don't know. I had a problem that I wanted. To well, three weeks ago, week. I had a real fucking problem with people pur- purveying themselves to be thought leaders. Oh, Ooh. we can go there. I'm just Let's saying, go there. That was three weeks ago. I'm not angry about it anymore, but at the time I was, obviously, because I what is what is a thought leader, Mike? I looked it up in the dictionary. It said someone who who someone who provides an authoritative view over an industry or something. Hmm. So, hmm. I let I let the people know that they were proclaiming to be thought leaders that they would meet with heavy resistance from me. On oh, every you, corner. you took a stand. I did. In an email. It was long. Ooh, in an email written. Yeah, it was a long I didn't get email. this email, so I must not be a no, thought leader. It's a selective <laughs> group of people. I'm a thought follower. Did in they the declare themselves as a thought leader? Like what was yes. the there was yeah. a declaration of thought leadership. I've always then, wondered about that. Like, how do you declare yourself an influencer or a thought leader or something like that? Well, it's the same. You just say it enough and people believe it. I guess so. It's like saying you're the king. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. It's true. You just say something <laughs> enough and just say it. Like, if you, if you were to say over and over and over again, I'm an influencer or have it on your, like, how to hardscape account influencer of the hardscape genre people read it and they're just like that guy's an influencer look at him influencing the shit out of me like (laughs) i don't know like i obviously that's a thing people just claiming they're influencers i mean jesus Uh, man we live in a world where people just start their own university (laughs) like Obviously, it's okay. Is that still going? Like, I haven't I, seen. Maybe I just haven't been looking. I've been too busy. I've been I haven't seen busy, any of these videos. Like, you maybe guys never got any calls from them. Like, I've signed you guys up multiple times, and yeah. I got that uh, that other guy <laughs> reaching out to be on his podcast. But that's okay. it. That guy sent me a thing too. So it's a join my calendar and pick a day. And that oh I, nice. So I joined the calendar. Did you? I and didn't I, get that far. Oh, I said I'll be on this guy's podcast. I think he's in for a world of hurt if he didn't investigate who I am. Uh-oh. And he just, I recommended you. <laughs> well, I know you did, I, but I just think I, that I'm 
I mean, we all know it's not for everybody. So I was like, I'm going to go on this guy's podcast and he's probably not going to publish it, but whatever. It's a nice hour of my life. So I went on the calendar. Another unpaid hour of Mike's thought. Another unpaid hour of Mike's thought. So I went on the, I went on this guy's calendar and it said you can choose on May 17th between 12 or 2. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Oh, maybe it was May 27th. I'm like, yeah, dude. May 27th doesn't work for me. I'm not even going to look. Because if you're going to try and force feed May 27th on my throat, you can suck it. Cuz there was no other options except May 27th at noon or 2. You're telling me this guy who runs this podcast who's so desperate for guests. He's emailing me and he doesn't even know who the fuck I am. That guy has a calendar so busy. I can only pick from two times on one day. That guy is self-important and can suck my ass. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> I didn't look him up. Wow. I didn't go that far. I just said, I may be a little <laughs> harsh. You knew it and I'm be- a commercial landscaper, so I have nothing to do with your content. Why, well, you emailed him back? Oh, yeah. That's more than I did. Yeah, yeah no, you went his... on the calendar. No, I, I went, on, but I didn't acknowledge him. I just went <laughs> oh. on his calendar. Mike's oh. sitting there going, "Fuck!" I recommended these two. <laughs> 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 oh. I do what I was getting into recommending you. You guys. don't. You don't think it's pretentious to say, "Look on my calendar and pick a date that works for you," but <laughs> only allow me to see one day with two times. That's pretentious. That's him saying he's so much more important than I am. And I'm like, dude, I don't know who you are. You may think you're important. You may actually be important, but I don't fucking care. I don't know who you are. <laughs> who is that guy, Mike? I, I was going to say something, but uh, I don't want to point him out, I guess. Why? Give his podcast a shout out. Uh, I mean, people like his podcast. It's a good po- So, actually, um, I've heard good podcast. things about it. He actually. did uh, a mastermind or some sort of oh uh, installation course with uh, the uh, guy from Pave Tool, the uh, concrete edge <laughs> guy. Or, sorry, Perfect. not the concrete edge guy, the uh, metal edge Perfect. Oh, no. Yeah. So I should. I should. We were doomed now, from the start. Now I am really interested in signing up for this guy's fucking thing. Maybe I'll make time on the twenty seventh. I heard it was a really good uh, weekend or whatever it was that uh, they did that. But that is uh, the Outer Spaces podcast, and um, I've heard really good things about it. I've been on the show and I've had Joshua on my show, uh, but yeah. I'll give so it a who, go. But so who is that he, guy? That's Joshua. And what is it like? What is he? Is he like a landscaper? Uh, so he was a landscaper. He became a designer. And I think he's still a designer. And then uh, he's got like this whole um, course that's like a sales cycle leadership course or everything. Just I, I kind of got lost in his thing because he's big on like uh, Tim Robbins. No, Tim Robbins. That's an actor. Yeah. Tony Robbins. Tony. Tony, yeah. And uh, I just can't buy into the, that type of, um, you know, the Tony Robbins sort of thing. So will I kind make, of stopped listening to the, the podcast and all that. Will he, make, will he make me do a fire walk on his podcast? Probably, maybe. He didn't make me do one, so I don't know. Oh, now, I'm, now I'm more interested in this. 
Now I feel like I might be a great guest for this podcast. He does seem like a good guy. I'll I'll say that for sure. Well, I'm not saying he's a bad person. No, I'm he's not. Just, I'm not saying you're saying that. I just uh, he just he just <laughs> said he's pretentious. He's not a bad person. <laughs> he's just pretentious. <laughs> you, if you invite someone to something and say, "Look yeah. at my calendar," yeah. I'm expecting to be able to look at all the days on the calendar. And I know some of them might be filled because obviously he's an important person. But I would like more than May 27th at either 12 or 2. I don't think that's even a good way to get people to come on your show. Yeah, I don't think it's very inviting. Like, it's not a good way to, it's not a good first impression for sure. You know, we should start doing this. We should start that. Here, pick a calendar. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Just enjoy it. Well, this is our first podcast in three weeks, so we'd have a very limited slot for people to come and join. I us. went to I went to Car Landscape Depot and did like an influencer appearance. Ooh, how was that? It was super fun. Tyler and Angelica that owned Car Creek, they're awesome. I had a super fun time with them. We gave out a whole bunch of uh, fuck deck shirts. They were my, all my workers want those shirts. So can we get those shirts? Why can't we get Paper King shirts? Oh, did they? Well, we did it in the poll. My shirts won 80% over your shirts. Well, of course Ooh. they did. Of course they did. <laughs> it was 80 20. 20% of the people, and I think it was mostly your wife repetitively voting that made, made you get my, 20. She's my biggest supporter. She's awesome. I, I agree. Awesome. I was, but I'm saying that's how you ended up with 20%. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. without your wife, it was like 95%. I'm yeah. just I actually don't know. It's, I know she voted. I know she voted for your shirt. Yeah, she's great. I think we so, could sell I think we could successfully sell fuck deck shirts. For sure. I think you could, yeah. One yeah. of my guys was wearing one at the bar and all these people were cheering or something. Really? Fuck, fuck decks, fuck decks, both <laughs> audios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we I priced a deck. Well, I had a deck priced. <laughs> It was like a five by six deck with a big set of stairs. It was like eight thousand bucks. It was a big set of stairs, but it was like eight thousand bucks. I'm like, it's decks thirty to thirty square feet. <laughs> and that's was that including that's the permit or without the permit? I don't know. I didn't ask. I don't care about it. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, we like. I'm just saying, but that's what the deck is worth. Like, it's just worth that much. Yeah. Decks are expensive, man. Everything's expensive. Construction is expensive. Well, fuel's that's been true. fuel's cheaper. Fuel's cheaper. That's true. I like I don't know how many people they factored managing the deck though. Maybe it was only needed nine people to manage the deck and the deck construction, not the full fifteen. Yeah. There was there was a guy at the beginning. He's like, I'm a head of security. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, what do you My- mean? <laughs> I he knows you're there. That's why. <laughs> I, I went to a, my meeting last week. I was the only English speaking person in the meeting. So oh, I did a lot of weird. smiling and nodding. Well, they they could speak English, but whenever they were talking amongst themselves, it was French here, French there, like French. So did you get? Of, did you get the job that was all in French? I don't think so. Oh, like, I thought no. that's why you this, had that no. This is a, this is a different job in French but uh, they would they would respond to me in English just when they were talking to each other they all had 
thick French accents and stuff. So you're talking about the dirty landscaper. The dirty landscaper. No, I knew more than most of them actually. So it was all right. Um, I remembered my problem. I have a uh, pool installer that is lying to my client. What do I do? Is the pool installer your friend? He's my worker's friend. He's in a band with two of my incredible laborers. Well, installers. Um, so they had, the client had scheduled this pool last fall. <clears throat> and for some reason that got bumped to this spring. And I've been in contact with the client because we have all their material for their pools around. I want to set grade for the pool before it goes in. Um, Why are you setting grade? Because that determines my steps and uh, the height of the patio. Yeah, but when the pool installer set grade, are you going to tell him what height you want the pool at? Yeah, I'm just going to tell him what, what height I want the pool at, right? Um, and this pool installer has told the client that he's reached out to me multiple times or that he would call me that day and he never has, and I can't get a hold of the guy. So now it's a back and forth between me and the client and the pool installer, who I have no desire to work with because... He's well, he's lying, lying about you. So. He's lying about me. Yeah. yeah. And, it seems like one of those times you just say to the client, listen, it's been good. Except I have $35,000 of their product sitting at the retailer waiting to go to that job so we can do it. Well, I would get them to pay for the product. No, they already did. They did. Like they covered oh, the cost of materials last Whatever. year, but like they're yeah. nice. They're really nice people. I don't want to leave them hanging, but I'm like, yeah, it's got nothing to do with the client. It's mid May right now, you know, and their pool hasn't been dug. And you were promised it last fall. What's the protocol here? Like what, happens i can't dig your pool i can't put in your pool it's not nor than my job to right um how big a deposit did they give the pool guy i don't know i have no clue i'm gonna guess a lot <laughs> a lot <laughs> and i guess the money's gone enough that he doesn't uh, need to go back there quickly to do it <laughs> it's uh so i don't know no, i'm gonna guess a deposit came in that deposit's supposed to pay for the pool kit right because the yeah. pool kit companies don't give credit that I know of. That deposit got spent maybe on cheap beer. <laughs> I don't know. It's... And now the spring is, so then in the fall, they, they couldn't do the pool because it got too cold or whatever. The deposit was spent over the winter. In Alberta? Well, I don't know. <laughs> cocaine and hookers aren't cheap. So the deposit is gone. <laughs> and now the guy's trying to sell another pool to get that deposit to buy the kit for this pool. Could you imagine? Not selling a lot of pools. I don't think this story is that obscure. No, I, I under I, no, like but I, it's beyond my realm of what I think is acceptable, right? Like I could you're never... not a fucking scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> At least they like to think I'm not, but like I could never get myself in that predicament, or maybe I, 
like to think I couldn't. I would say in my life, I have been to at least 10 or 15 jobs that are exactly the yeah. situation you're describing. Yeah. It's because the guy took the deposit and spent the money and doesn't have the money to buy the kit or pay the people to dig the hole. Because usually you yeah. give them the money to dig the hole in the kit. I guarantee that money is fucking gone and he doesn't know what to do. So now he's not answering the phone. He's blaming you. Yeah. And maybe like that absolutely could be a possibility. I would, I, if it was me, I would ask the client, did you give the pool guy a deposit on this? Because you might think about getting your deposit back. Yeah. That's all I'd say. I'd yeah, say that's like, true. Did, did you give them a deposit? I might think about requesting your deposit back so you can so, get someone else to put this pool in. And that's so, when the guy's going to get exposed. So what happens whenever the whole job gets kiboshed and she's stuck with this $35,000 of beautiful well, you, you can't material install a patio. that I can't... Well, you can install a patio in her backyard without it. She just won't have a pool. Yeah, I suppose. But the whole reason of doing the job was because the pool was going in. So... Well, maybe uh, you can sell it on a, a beautiful patio. I'm mm. going to call her tomorrow. She's a very nice lady, actually. I, I would call her so. up and be upfront about it and say, "Hey, yeah, yeah. Did no." You give this, did you give this guy a deposit? Do you know if your pool? Do you know if your pool kit is secured? A whole bunch yeah. of reasons. yeah, yeah. I'll open the dialogue. I can't. I can't get a hold of this guy. You know his schedule. When does he plan on putting yeah. it in? That yeah, I I texted her a couple days ago and I asked hey so what's up with your pool do you have an install date because like I don't have a lot of room but I know I promised you a spot and we'd get this going for you as soon as the pool was in but now I'm nipple deep in work that needs to get done before the end of summer and that project's fallen off the table it sounds like it freed you up some time this project yeah yeah I don't know how we get everything done every year. <laughs> My partner will, he like, he woke up at like three o'clock one morning and he couldn't go back to sleep. He said he was worried about how we're going to get everything done. And I just told him the same way we do every year. We just do it one day at a time. And somehow miraculously it gets done. And just gets what, done. What's the worst case scenario if it doesn't? You do it next year? Yeah. Or they get mad at you, but. <laughs> Then you work. I don't know. We just but see. Always... Here's here's the thing in the commercial business. Who gives a fuck if they get mad at you? As long as you're the lowest price, the low, yeah. Always hire. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Do you because lose a good. relationship that like a GC no. or no. is it totally not? No, because no, they'll still call you for the next price. price. Like yeah. yeah, they they'll still call you for the lowest price. But they don't care. Because they need to get the jobs, and the only way they get yeah. the jobs is to have the lowest price trades. Ah, I see. If you're, if there's three GCs in Cornwall, and two of them are using carrying Chad's price, and you're not because you're pissed at Chad because he didn't show up, whatever happened. Mm. But the price you're carrying is higher. You're not. The other two are going to get the jobs. You just gave yourself a ten percent disadvantage or something. Yeah, like ten like percent on the landscape. That. Yeah. So you need to carry the lowest price trade matter what you do doesn't matter what you do to people it doesn't matter what you do to them it doesn't matter how you treat them you can literally tell them to go fuck themselves and the next day they'll ask you for another price look all you for a price yeah because they don't care about anything except it being cheap yeah it's a very one-dimensional style of work 
Interesting. You should go on that guy's podcast and talk about how you can do anything and it doesn't matter as long as you're cheap. It's actually, it is actually interesting. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of everything you strive to do as a residential landscape. <laughs> quality and I've been cheap. Precision and yeah. it like it is fast and loose and high dollar values out of low dollar work. It's a it's a thrill ride. I love it. <laughs> it's it's something. It's something. Well, and then sometimes you get a good win. Like, yeah. You no, know, it's not all odd. It's just no. It's mostly good. I love it. So, guys, you know, I need a new saw. Which saw should I buy? Are you like a cutoff saw? Yeah. Like a demo saw? Well, Somebody rolled away with my uh, Hilti. They rolled well, away with it. Yeah, like a skateboard. They stole I sold it. mine. I Did you? Given you my, yeah, I sold mine last week. The guy was happy as a pig and shit to get that saw. How much did you sell it for? 500 bucks. Wow. I think. And I even put... So we, I had just bought a new still 420. And you know how they give you that shitty diamond blade with it? Yeah. Yeah. He says, does the thaw come with a blade? I said, no, but if you give well, me asking price. Diamond blades on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. So <laughs> I said, no, the saw doesn't come with a blade. But if you give me asking price, I'll give you this brand new still 14-inch blade that I don't use because we use a brute blade or whatever it is. So then he was happy with that. So did someone steal your saw, Mike? Yeah. How did that happen? I have no idea. I could have been on oh, the job where, site. Could have been in my parking garage. I don't know. Where was the saw? I I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. I don't know where I left it last. And yeah, it's gone. You don't know where you left it last. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. They left a note saying they wouldn't have taken it, but it had wheels. So they had to take it. <laughs> They rolled it down. What street are you on? Queen Street? Aren't you right uh, downtown? Lakeshore. They rolled it right down Lakeshore. Yeah. Like a did you go to did you go to the closest pawn shop and buy your saw back? <laughs> I, I should have. you checked Kijiji or Facebook I, Marketplace? I yeah. That's the first place I went whenever my what was the last, but when was the last time you looked for the saw? Uh so it was probably taken Monday evening or Tuesday evening. And so you used it all day Monday? I did not use it Monday. When was the last time you used it? Probably Friday. So you used it on Friday? Yeah. Between Friday and Monday, you don't remember where you put it. And now it's missing. No, no, I must have used it Monday. That's why I know that it was Monday evening. That, Yeah, like I can't keep track of days right now. But <laughs> I, I know that I know it's Tuesday. Or Monday evening because I must have used it the day before. Well, today, so I would buy a still four twenty. Yes, yeah. still. Yeah, well, that's what I would buy. I, I was thinking four. Husqvarna. No, well, maybe I, if you. I have three four twenties. I have four. Because I'm just that much better than you, Chad. You <laughs> I that. I had three you that just, got stolen. You just think about it. But, I have four. Yeah, you You've had three stolen? 
Yeah, I got three stolen at the same time. Oh, one Someone shot. Came, came to my yard, pulled all three out of the trailer. Ouch. Yeah. Gum. But um I would say still. So what have you been I, doing without a saw this week? I haven't needed it. I've been doing a lift and relay of some steps and a patio. So I don't need it for now. I thought, were, I thought you were out of the lift and relay business. No, I've held on to it. I've held on to about like 25 to past couple of years, like up to 50% of it. Yeah. I'm thinking my goal is to have a lift and relay crew and then a, a design build crew in the future. Just to hold on to those two and use the lift and relay more so as like a training ground to bring people into the design build business. I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. My my new installer has been doing lift and relays for me recently. So yeah, we're just getting his toes wet in that. But you send him to fix that lady's house? Yes, I did actually. Really? Yep. That one from a couple weeks ago. Did you fix it for free? Yep, fixed it for free. Wow. After nine years. After nine years, we fixed it for free. And she's, I didn't hear anything until the next day. She says, I haven't seen it, but my husband says it looks good. Thanks. And I didn't respond. That's it. So (laughs) a woman from nine years ago (laughs) texts you. You send someone there to fix it. Yeah. And then you don't respond when she says thanks. Well, what do you want me to say? Was You're welcome. Any, was Call me deb- again in another nine years. Was there any debate about whether or not she was going to pay you? She asked how much. I just said no charge. Um, uh, but, that was, was but that was before I did the repair. How long was the guy there? Uh, eight hours. Two of them, eight hours. So, so she offered to pay for it? Yeah. yeah, and you refused. I refused. I don't That's like a really good warranty. I for what it would have cost them. I feel like, so what you charge them a thousand bucks, but then you're on the hook for it again for X number of oh, times. Yeah. What, oh. Where now is like I'm, I've done more than my share for them. You know, like my conscience yeah. is clean now. Oh, if it were up to whether you take yeah a hundred or a thousand dollars and hold on to it for the next five years as a warranty, or you just fix it one day and eat eight hundred bucks, whatever it was, and have a clean you, conscience you and never have to go back. You can't. You can't, you can't I, put a price on that. I can't put a price on that. Like, I'll make it up somewhere you. else. You know, like it's to well, me. You it's could just call it goodwill. Yeah, charity work. marketing. Charity work. Some people, some people give their money to Ukraine. Some people (laughs) fix other people's steps. (laughs) They put in nine years ago. We all have to do our part for society to survive. Make the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. So so now it's done and I have a clean conscience and I can go to bed at night. I think the real, the thing that made me decide I was going to do it and do it for free is somebody blasted some other company on Facebook or something like that the night before. And I'm like, you know what? This guy has a free day tomorrow. I'm going to send him to fix this set of steps. Then my conscience will be clean and no one will be able to blast me online. And it'll, it'll 
it'll go a long way. Did you ask for a positive review? No. Oh, that's the least. No, because I didn't even respond. Oh. (laughs) If if someone blasted you online, would that make you upset? Not really. We've had a... It's a legit question. I'm just asking. A lady before has... So we were laying sod out front of her house on a commercial job for another GC who we don't work for often because they don't pay their bills. But um, laying sod is not a graceful job. Like the guys are throwing around rolls and when they hit the ground, they'll kick them and roll them out and then tuck them in with their feet and stuff like that's just how you do commercial sod, right? Like you're not gentle with it. It's how you do commercial sod. But you're right. That's how we do. That's where it's low bid and all the I grass also, grows. I, <laughs> it I looks also, great. <laughs> I also do it the same way. I'm just yeah. Saying. But to some people, they think you're mistreating the sod, like it has feelings or something. Fuck and the this sod. this lady went online and she's like, "They're awful. They were kicking the sod and stomping on it." And she went on like a whole bunch of things. She's like, "My sod's gonna die now." It's like. Are you fucking insane? Like, we're just getting the commercial sod down. Like, this is how things are done. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And then people said, don't mind Barb, she's just fucking nuts. So, most people know better than to listen take to a recommendation. Don't listen to fucking Barb. She's like all over the city, city of Cornwall Facebook page, and she's a nut bar. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting tuned up online. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting? We we did a driveway that last well, we started it last week. We finished it today. And um mostly because it was one of those jobs where the homeowner kept I want a planter box here, I want another planter box there. Well, like anyways. But he wanted a black driveway with black skin. And at the time, I was like, why am I ripping up asphalt <laughs> to put down a black, all black driveway with black <laughs> This It seemed like really expensive way to make your driveway look like asphalt. <laughs> so we did it. And I have to say, the guy was right. It looks sick. It oh, looks yeah? really good. Yeah, it looks super cool. What's the product? Uh... Block Teco 80 smooth, not HD. The guy actually didn't like the HD for me. Oh, really? Hmm. I don't know why. I liked it. He thought the standard smooth finish was uh, blacker than the HD. Hmm. But, I mean, that's kind of an opinionated thing. Yeah. It's how his pupils, his pupils were focusing. <laughs> I get a lot of uh, the shell gray looks blue. Yeah, the, the HD color or the, the HD or the regular? Ah, uh, regular. What about the HD? I never got that with the HD. They look the same to me. I don't give them an option. Should I be giving them an option? Well, I give them just... a few options when it comes to colors. No, but like HD or regular. Oh, uh, yeah. These days I go all HD. I just to tell you where I'm at with my life. I priced a job this week where 
the guy already so some one of his friends was tearing their house down so he went up and picked up the 500 square feet of pavers and then put it in his backyard and now we're in like well i think we're going to get the job i feel like we're close to closing it but we're going to install these used pavers in his backyard nice yeah and it made me do you have to pick them up or they're already in the back no they're already they're in the back they're in the back you put them in the back and they're um a rosabelle slab so there's oh yeah oh i know yeah yeah dogs and chickens the dogs and the chickens chickens and the dogs and um and at first i felt kind of like this is where i'm at last year we were building glorious cabanas and outdoor kitchens and this year we're and that's okay yeah but then i remembered i was saving the environment and i was lowering the carbon footprint of this patio and i knew it would be rewarding work for us and i thought maybe justin trudeau would visit us because we're doing this and then that's when i realized how great it was to be doing this well i don't know i appreciate the like it's i think it's going to actually be a nice job because <clears throat> we're going to build some stairs and do some other stuff so You'll have good karma. My second year of business, I signed up a, a lot of driveway lift and relays on this one street. And I would uh, I would palletize them, wrap them up, and have the delivery driver drop them off at people's places <laughs> that I would sell them on Kijiji, these p- pallets of pavers. Yeah. Yeah. That was oh, my yeah. second year of business. Didn't you need to didn't you need them? Oh, it, that's if I sold them on having a new product in there installed. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, like I said that, lift yeah. and relays, but. I've probably much... made. Go ahead. Well, how much money did you make doing that, Mike? Not much. It just offset the cost of disposal, the delivery, and then I'd pocket like a few hundred bucks. Hmm. I made five grand selling scrap brick this year. Just at the yard. Like picking up old shit, people want to come buy it, half layers of stuff, and but then you have to be there, and they want to deal with you, and can you help me load it and all this shit, and they bring <laughs> fucking patio. I sold like seven patio slabs for twenty five dollars, and then she could only come in like the middle of the day, and I was working. I'm like, this isn't gonna work. Like, get lost, get lost, get lost. Forget it. Some other guy. I told him, no, he's like, oh, those bricks are perfect. Uh, He's like, give me your address and a landmark. And I gave him my address and I said, (coughs) the building in the front has no siding on it. He goes, great. And give me a landmark. I said, I just gave you a landmark. I don't know how to make it more clear. He goes, I don't think this is going to work. I'm like, yeah, you're as dumb as a fucking bag of rock. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Don't waste my time. Like, what more of a landmark could you want? It's like if you live on a long street, bro. Like, so use your GPS. Like, have it'll GPS. take you right there, you fucking idiot. I just don't have ah. Uh, me and Here's, people, I don't know. 